Hello and welcome to our podcast Let's Talk Cricket. Myself Anish from California and I have Nikhil with me from Toronto. Sorry, we don't have Jay with us today, but I'm sure that he will be able to join us moving forward. At the time of our last episode, we were in the middle of IPL. At the halfway stage, the league was all open. There were a couple of teams doing very well and other teams were struggling. But all in all, all the spots for the playoffs were open. As we record this episode in the first week of May, we have CSK, Delhi Capital and Mumbai Indian in for playoff with CSK leading the table. MI is right behind them. RCB is for sure out of picture. RR is almost out of picture with a slim hope. There is a tough fight between SRH, KKR and Kings Punjab 11 to take on that last spot for the playoff. I personally think that SRH will take that spot but can't say that for sure, especially their loss against Mumbai Indian today. So, for the first segment in our episode today, we'll talk about what makes each team click or fail this season. It's going to be an interesting analysis. While we are at the peak of an IPL excitement, let's not forget 2019 World Cup, which is a month away. Almost all the teams have announced their squad. There are few surprises and few disappointments. While there is enough to talk about each squad, we will focus on Team India squad. And that will form the second half of today's episode. But before we go into IPL analysis or the World Cup discussion, let me ask Nikhil to share something about Test Cricket. Thanks, Anish. So it's newsflash time. As many as seven of our Test Specialists will be playing county cricket to get some red ball experience before the West Indies tour in late summer following the World Cup. That includes Vice-Captain Ajinkya Rahane, the solid as a rock, Cheteshwar Steve Pujara, future of Team India's batting, Prithvi Shaw, Mayank Agarwal and Hanuma Vihari, as well as the leaders of her spin and pace bowling attacks, Ravi Chandran Ashwin and Ishan Shama. It's so wonderful to see that the management is keen on making sure that their players are well prepared before a relatively easy test tour of the West Indies. We would have liked to see Murli Vijay as well as Riddhiman Saha and hopefully also a backup fast bowler featuring in this list. Alright, now let's move back to the core of our episode today. Nikhil, let me come to you and ask you, what makes CSK continue to dominate season after season? The recent match against Delhi Capital is a perfect example. I would say there are many reasons why CSK dominated the IPL every season. They are the only team in the IPL to have a 100% record of reaching the playoffs every season till date. The main reason would be their captain, MS Dhoni. He is batting wonderfully well and and his wicket-keeping has been fantastic. His last tour mantra is simple, see the ball, hit the ball. He has the ability to get the best out of his players. He knows CSK's limitations very well. And they haven't. They are not the best fielding team, but they do make up for it in their experienced batting and bowling departments. CSK has a very, very good bunch of Indian players who are really effective. For example, Deepak Chahar, 
जडेजा जाधव रायडू भजी एंड धोनी हिमसेल्फ दैट इज समटाइम्स दे ओनली फील्ड थ्री फॉरेन प्लेयर्स इनसेड ऑफ द कैप ऑफ फोर प्लेयर्स इन देयर स्टार्टिंग इलेवन क्रेडिट शुड बी गिवन टू स्टीफन फ्लेमिंग एंड देयर कोच एज वेल एज देयर सपोर्ट स्टाफ Stephen is a master technician and does a lot of homework before going into any IPL auction. They have lost a few games this season but they have still managed to reach the playoffs this year. I am still disappointed with Raidu and Jadhav's performance in this season of the IPL. It has put immense pressure on Dhoni. One thing that people fail to mention is their fan following. I think they have one of the biggest fan following compared to all other franchises. Having a huge loyal support base makes a huge impact on their player psyche and lifts them to perform better. Chepok has been their fortress. Mumbai Indians have managed to breach it, but no other team has been able to do it so far this season. The pitch at Chepok does suit their players and if they win most of their home games, they would most of the time enter the playoffs i would say that it is a combination of all these factors that make csk dominate season after season after season but mind well this season we have seen them lose a few games when dhoni and jadeja are not playing now moving forward the next team i want to focus on is kolkata night riders Why has KKR failed to dominate even after an amazing start to their season? CSK certainly team to study if you want to learn how to win. I like their strategy in which they focus on experienced player with higher age. Figuratively speaking, the valuation of this player is less due to less athleticism in the field. So CSK can get good value for money. They are just young fast bowlers but apart from that rest of the team is all about experience which paid off them nicely so coming back to kkr kkr is certainly one of the most promising side kkr strength is to speed up the game in the later part of the game they have competitive opening pair but they are really struggling to anchor their inning in the middle order mainly from over 7 to 14 their middle order is certainly underperforming DK is not in touch the way he should supposed to be. Gale is not up to mark and <clears throat> except that one inning against Mumbai Indian maybe he should open the inning. Uthappa is complete failure even though he is just playing this one format and lot of experience. It's visible that they build their inning towards Russ. Russ is definitely in form of his lifetime and KKR is too much dependent on him. The winning streak at the beginning of the tournament is all about Russ. Now regarding the fast bowling, Prasidha Krishnan and Loki Ferguson are doing a par job for KKR. They are not using Russ that much for the bowling option. They have given opportunity to Prithviraj and Carlos Prathvid in the recent game, but they are not that impressive. The real problem is a spin bowling. other teams are using their spinners exceptionally well if you look at the team like csk mumbai indian delhi capital rajasthan royals rcb uh, kings punjab 11 all the teams are blessed with one top class spinner as well as some good supporting spinner 
the wicket for ipls are not always the spinner friendly but spinners are using the pitch to their advantage for kkr despite having a veteran proven ipl spinner piyush chawla and a top class spinner kuldeep they can't create that pressure on the opponent nitish rana and sunil narin are providing good support but they are not wicket taking bowler for the side so all in all in my opinion their middle order batting too much reliance on runs and spinning department is causing lot of chalk up lately so next up nikhil let me come to you and ask you mumbai indians performance for 2019 ipl what is the real secret behind their success even after a slow start i am a big supporter of mumbai indians maybe it's because of their jersey that resembles team india <laughs> mumbai have been slow starters every season in the seasons that they haven't done well most of the times they were on the losing end of close games that cost them a playoff berth this year they have got their squad selection spot on hats off to akash ambani and mahela credit must be given to them and having the legend sachin tendulkar in their midst is not a bad idea either quentin dickock has been fantastic at the top of the order rohit sharma has not been in a stellar touch but he has played a some crucial knocks especially the one against csk in chennai recently on a tricky pitch surya kumar yadav has got good starts but failed to convert on many occasions the pandya brothers have been a revelation they have been fantastic for mumbai indians this season we all talk about hardik pandya every time yes he has been awesome this season and is good for india's world cup chances he's been he's been in fantastic six setting form and looks really fit but we shouldn't forget kronal's contributions he has played some cameos with the bat and has bowled exceedingly well in addition to his fielding then the big man karan polar we all know that he can hit those big sixes at will in the bowling department the surprise package is rahul chahar his leg spin has been really effective bumrah has been economical and malinga has found his mojo again another thing to note that mumbai have won a lot of away games that's fantastic their home ground at wankhede can be a tough place to have your home matches as it is difficult to decide whether to set up a score or chase it this is why teams like rajasthan royals and chennai super kings have an advantage where they can bank on seven home games in their so called fortresses I really hope Mumbai finish in the top 2 this season. Let's wait and watch. I want to touch up upon Sunrisers Hyderabad. Just like Kolkata Knight Riders, they started off their season really well, but now they are really struggling to confirm their spot in the playoffs. So what's your take on that Anish? So at the time of the last episode, Sunrisers were in top 4. They are again at number 4 in the table. they have their own ups and downs for the entire season with no stability in sight warner had continued to dominate the game johnny bestow has been at the top of his game as well the top 3 bowlers are still doing good i think the real issue is the middle order the middle order is not able to take it from the openers vijay shankar who has been a promising player for team india in middle order hasn't scored runs 
Kane Williamson hasn't made a significant difference either. Manish Pandey started to score runs after he was brought back in, but Yusuf Pathan is a big letdown for me. Sunrisers don't have a hard-hitting lower-order batsman apart from him, so his performance had to be vital for them. And that's why he was on the side for the long time, even with a no real contribution. I feel that he should have been dropped a lot sooner. Another issue with SRH is their fifth bowler leaking run at the crucial time. The issue again with SRH is a limited flexibility. So they don't have those all-rounders who can chip in when the regular bowler is not doing well. I am surprised that they haven't actually used Vijay Shankar at all. Honestly speaking, I think they missed the trick with not making good use of talented international player like Vijay Shankar, both in the batting and the bowling. The spinners are really taking over that extra workload for the bowling. So all in all, I feel that Shandrizers have been solid with their strength. They have had players who come in and perform game after game. But they are expecting too much out of those players. They also missed the trick by not having good flexibility or any kind of innovation in the game. Warner and Bestow won't be available now. That's going to be a very hard to them. Let's hope that their batting rises up to the occasion and take them through. So moving on, Nikhil, what do you think about Kings Punjab 11? What's going on with their performance as they are in the same boat as SRH? Kings and Punjab are in the lower half of the points table with not many games remaining in the league stage. KL Rahul and Gale have been doing great at the top of the order, but they haven't managed to set up good scores after getting good starts from them. Or most of the time they wilt away at the end while chasing. Another point to note, that KL Rahul plays slowly early on in his innings and that tends to put a lot of pressure on the other incoming batsmen, especially if they are chasing. Their bowlers have been doing a decent job, but unfortunately, they don't have enough runs to defend. The Ashwin Ashwin spin twins of Ravi Chandran and Murugan have been great along with Mohamed Shami. They should have tried more of Sarfaraz Khan or Karun Nair instead of Mandeep Singh in their playing eleven. Mayank Agarwal has got starts, but he hasn't managed to carry on. In the bowling front, they should have played with Ty instead of Villiun for some of the matches. I'm not really sure if Ty is injured or not. For a local fast bowler in the playing 11, I don't think they have any other choice but to go with Ankit Rajput. They need to win all their remaining games and then well, and see if they can qualify. For the playoffs. The pitch in Mohali is not the fast bouncy wicket of old and it seems a lot slower these days and the spinners should come into play. Another point that really seems to bamboozle me is that in many games Ashwin plays only five bowlers even if a couple of them have a bad day. That would mean they are chasing large totals. He hasn't tried the six bowler at all in most of the games. That's really puzzling. Well, they need to win the remaining games and hope that other results go their way in order to qualify for the playoffs. Going forward, this season the most surprising performance has been Delhi Capitals. Anish, what have they done differently this season 
to overturn their woeful IPL season last year. First of all, I am really excited about Delhi Capital. They got Ricky Ponting, Ganguly, and Kev as their coaching and mentorship group. As far as their batting performance concerned, they are really performing as expected. They have very balanced batting group. The top order and and middle order is well settled. I was really disappointed by their ability not to cross the line from very comfortable situation at the start of the tournament, and that cost them few points. But I think they learned their lesson very quickly. The one thing that I want them to work on or revisit is their batting order in regards to the first down and second down. Currently, for the most part, they have Shreya Sayer coming at number three and Pant coming at number four. They should implement bit of a fluid approach and swap Pant and Ayer's position based on the situation. So Ayer is striking at an average of 110, where Pant is striking close to 200 at an average. Also, I have no doubts about Pant's talent. He is super talented player, but I think he will need to learn how to play wisely and how to use his hitting ability to team's advantage instead of simply playing an aggressive game. Like Hardik Pandya is a good example in that scenario. Needless to say, much about their fast bowling. Rabada is phenomenal with ball. Sharma and Chris Morris are also supporting the team by using their past international experience. Kimo Paul is also performing above par. So Amit Mishra, Akshar Patel are generally providing <coughs> good support role when it comes to the spinners. Sandeep Lamichani is a really special spinner for their side. I'm really impressed by his bowling, even though he didn't get that many wickets. So. Before the start of the tournament, it looked like that they have a very balanced side, as they have a right mix of experience as well as young talent. But they really proved their worth in the field throughout the tournament. They really showcased that glamour angle to the IPL this year, which we typically associate with teams like CSK, Mumbai Indian, RCB. Now, speaking of RCB, Nikhil, what went wrong with them? Maybe they misspelled wrong wrongly on their jersey. Yeah, there were a lot of sarcastic jokes going around about that one. Their 2019 season is over. I think to be fair to RCB, they are having a hard time playing in Bangalore. The Chinnaswamy Stadium is a difficult place to defend a score with short boundaries, and the ball really travels very far. Dale Stein did provide their bowling attack with a lot of firepower, but unfortunately, he has gone back home after a couple of games to recover from an injury that he picked up, and to be fit for the World Cup. Performance-wise, Virat, Parthiv, and A. B. De Villiers have been very good, but not consistent. On the bowling front, Chahal has been fantastic. Saini has been on and off in patches. Marcus Toynis has been a welcome addition to their side. Moin Ali contributed with both bat and ball, but he has gone back to England. Umesh Yadav has been very disappointing for me, along with Mohammad Siraj. Well, putting it in simple words, bowling has been the worry for RCB, and frankly speaking, they left far too too many things to be done, far too late in the tournament. I think the best thing RCB can do right now is get back to the drawing board, rethink their strategy for the next season, 
and rebuild their squad from scratch. They should take a leaf out of Delhi Capitals book. Last year they had a new and young squad but had a very bad IPL. They stuck to most of the players in that side and got some good new players in the form of David in the form of Dhawan and co. And see what they have done this season. They have been really amazing. They need to get good local players from the Karnataka catchment area and all of those players are ex- playing exceedingly well for other franchises. If RCB are going to rebuild their squad for the next season, they need to give it around a couple of seasons to turn it around because it takes time. And I think that should be the way the RCB should go. And now to wrap up this segment, Anish, why don't you touch upon the Royals, not from the South, but from Rajasthan. Rajasthan Royals have had resurgence of sort. They are sitting at number 5 in the table and then can actually sniff a possibility of playoff, but I doubt though. They have now won 4 out of their last 7 games and added 9 points. They might have actually won that 5 over washed out game and could have added an extra point. Looking at the batting, the top 4 have a good batting average, but not a great strike rate. This season, Captain Smith and Rahane leading the way. Change of captaincy has not only got them winning, but Rahane looks more relaxed and effective while batting. So it has helped him as well. I am not a big fan of changing captains in the middle of tournament though. Sanju Samson hasn't performed that great. With an exception of one great inning, but unfortunately they lost the game against SRH. There are more expectations from Butler, which I think he was not up to the mark. When it comes to the bowling, Rajasthan has been compact and consistent with their bowlers. Gopal and Jofra Archer clearly have been the pick of their bowlers. One good thing for Rajasthan Royal has been that after Archer's left, Oshan Thomas has stood up with an excellent performance. I am not sure if Ben Stoke really justified his role in the side. They are really missing out on that one power hitter that rest of the teams have. They would have definitely want someone to step up their game to come up with what like Andreas, Hardik, Warner, Dhoni or Pant kind of performance. So Rajasthan Royal are emerging in a promising team who are doing their basics right. They are playing the tight and consistent cricket. This is definitely going to take them close to the finishing stages. However, my question is that would that be sufficient on the big moments? I think we both hopeful and anxious for them. Now switching gears to an event that we are all eagerly waiting for is the ICC Cricket World Cup 2019. Many nations including India has announced the squad for the World Cup. Our major focus will be Team India squad announced by the BCCI. One covered by BCCI, this is the 15-man provisional squad with some standbys. I think the BCCI has announced this squad to handle mainly logistics. Standby players like Panth, Raidu and Saini can make it to the squad prior to World Cup, but chances are really slim. In our first episode, we did discuss some of the probable players and out of those, most of them have been picked. So the 11 confirmed players we had predicted and are in the squad 
और रोहित शर्मा धवन कोहली धोनी जाधव हार्दिक भुवी बुमराह शमी कुलदीप एंड चह The other probables who made it to the 15-man squad are KL Rahul, Dinesh Karthik, Ravindra Jadeja, and Vijay Shankar. Looking at this squad, I am really very happy with the selected squads. They have gone for experience, which will hold them in good stead. Generally, everyone starts with the batting, but let me start with the bowling first. The good part is the spin department, where India has a lot of variety. left arm spin of jadeja right arm leg spin of chahal and the left arm chinaman bowl bowler in the form of kuldeep i really hope kuldeep can get his act together and perform well at the world cup because he has had a woeful ipl for kkr the pace trio of bumrah bhuvi and shami is great would that mean that india would play only one spinner in the starting 11 along with hardik pandya let's wait and watch My worry is that we have only three frontline pacers. Navdeep Saini has been selected as a standby fast bowler. Additionally, Khalil Ahmed, Avish Khan, and Deepak Chahar are selected purely as net bowlers, but they can be drafted into the side if the management thinks so. With Hardik and Shankar, they have more bowling options too. Another point to note is that. This would mean Hardik and Shankar both would be in the starting eleven, else there would be no point in not selecting Raidu. In the wicket-keeping department, I am very happy that they went with Dinesh Karthik instead of Rishabh. On the batting front, I personally think that KL Rahul having him in the squad is a good idea, but I am not sure where he would bat in the batting order if he would make it to the starting eleven. Would KL Rahul and Vijay Shankar play in the same starting eleven or not? that waits that needs to be seen there are no other surprises in the selected batsmen in the squad being an indian supporter i have trust in this squad that they will do well in this tournament my only wish is for the team to put up a fight every time they walk on to the field winning or losing is part and parcel of the game and my message not just to team india's players but to every player selected to represent their country at this pinnacle event all of you are your country's heroes the best 15 players in your country you all are winners and it's a matter of pride keeping rivalries aside play the game in the right spirit play hard and may the best side win it's not just about winning the trophy but also celebrating this great game of cricket anish what are your thoughts on the squad i am of the same opinion as nikhil i feel that our squad is well balanced for the world cup considering other sides we have a fair chance to get to the semi finals and after that it's anyone's game unfortunately we can only include 15 players that means there will be disappointment for the non selected players but if you look at the positive side of indian cricket it's a good headache to have as we will have lot of options available post world cup our bank strength is also top notch so after further review I think we could have gone with an additional seamer but I see likelihood of both Hardik and Shankar playing at the same time in the few matches as Nikhil said earlier BCCI made a good decision to take young fast bowlers for the nets so if you overall look at our squad top order batting lower order batting 
along with spin and fast bowling is well settled. Number four and number five is still TBD. I don't mind having a fluid approach for those two spots between KL, Dhoni, Shankar, Hardik and Jadav. If we are getting a successful result with more dynamic and situational approach, then why not? MSK said that DK will come into picture only if Dhoni can't play for some reason. But I personally envision him playing with Dhoni in the side. Let me put it this way. At the end of the day, now Shastri and Kohli will select the team based on the condition, based on the situation and the injuries. So, regarding squad, DK versus Pant is definitely a debate or the talk of the town. So let me ask you, Nikhil, what do you think about that? I think it's a right call taken by the selectors. Selecting DK instead of Rishabh. DK, he has a better temperament and he's obviously more experienced. He has a cool head on his shoulders and he plays proper cricketing shots. He puts a price tag on his wicket and that's really good to watch. But I don't see MS Dhoni and Karthik playing in the same starting eleven. Dhoni will definitely be the first choice. And quoting what DK said, with Dhoni in the team, I'm just a small first aid kid. Well, DK, don't underestimate yourself. If and when you get a chance, I'm really confident that you will show your class. Coming back to Pant, I've observed that when he's under pressure, most of the times he tries to hit his way out, which doesn't pay off all the time. He definitely needs to work on his temperament And he will gain that through experience. He has his whole career ahead of him. So they should nurture him in a way that he gains experience before the next World Cup. As Ricky Ponting said, Rishabh will play around three World Cups for India. So he's a long-term prospect along with Sanju, Sanju Samson after MS Dhoni and Dinesh Karthik retire from international cricket. Both Rishabh and Sanju are amazing talents. But coming back to your question, I think it's a good call by selectors. Well, Pant is still going to England with the team as a backup. Anish, another debate that's going on right now is KL Rahul's selection. I really think that he can bring balance to this side. But what do you think? I am a bit biased about KL. The root cause for that is my passion to watch players diligently following the cricket book while batting. Maybe it has something to do with Karnataka. Anyways, I feel that KL provides that great balance for the middle order as well as can act as a substitute opener if needed. He was a part of the past England tour and had a good series with the limited over games. He will be well familiar with the conditions too. On top of that, he has a point to prove after that coffee with Karan issue. He will be playing his first World Cup and I think that passion to represent the country in the World Cup will trigger more mature performance. One could argue that KL took Raidu's place in the squad, but I think KL is much more sound batsman than Raidu. KL needs to learn how to handle the pressure at bigger stages and focus on his basics. That said, I am a bit uncertain about Sankar's selection, but finally he made it to the 15-man squad. Nikhil, can you please share your thoughts for the same? Shankar is a good selection for sure. For this question, I'm not going to discuss whether or not he should have been picked instead of Raidu. 
but more on what he brings to the table. For someone who is slotting in at number four, hopefully, he should be a, having a sound temperament and also should be able to increase the tempo when needed. Shankar takes both these requirements. Moreover, he can also bowl seam up as a fifth or sixth bowling option. He's a three-dimensional cricketer if he includes his exceptional fielding, as per what MSK Prasad quoted. And in today's era of ODI cricket, every player should be good at at least two out of the three skills, rather than being good at just one skill, because that is what gives the captain more options when some someone is having an off day, or needs someone to step up under pressure situations. All in all, he's a good selection. If Shankar and Pandya play in the starting eleven, that would mean India are playing with two genuine batting all-rounders in their team, which I think is not a bad idea. Because when you play against teams like England, you need to keep the batting tempo on as you need to set up a big score or most probably you'll be chasing a big score. It's not a good idea to have a big tail against those teams. Raidu's selection really might have been discussed over and over again. But I know that we had him in our core 12 players as we discussed in our episode 1. But now that he's not selected, Anish, what do you think about his World Cups now? I do feel for Raidu, especially playing for the team consistently in last 18 months or so. As Nikhil said, if we were to select 16 players, he would have made it to the squad. I think we all were very attached to his selection as he was part of the team in most of the recent limited over games. But for the selection process, committee may have to start from the scratch for the probables. If you ask me, I would say Jadav and Raidu score same points regarding batting and fielding. Jadav has an upper hand in terms of bowling. Jadav can also rotate the strike and create that pressure. I can't find that ability in Raidu. Raidu also has a visible difficulty to handle anything faster than medium pace. He is not that athletic in field too. BCCI would have selected him if Shankar was not an option. But let me put it this way. If Shankar is not an option, I would have gone with someone like Prithvi Shaw, Subman Gill, Mayank Agarwal, Shreya Sayar, or perhaps uncapped Shrikumar Yadav. Nikhil, let me ask you, what do you think who will make it to the semi-finals? As far as the semi-finalists are concerned, Anish, it's really difficult to predict. If I really have to predict something, then I would go for England, Australia and India. And as a four-team, it would be either one of South Africa or New Zealand. If Nareen and Pollard, Pollard both were in the West Indies squad, I would have gone for the Windies over New Zealand in the semi-finals. Pakistan have a good bowling attack, but they lack batting firepower. But all in all, this World Cup is going to be very tightly contested. So everybody, don't trim your fingernails yet. There are going to be many nail biters during the World Cup. So Anish, these are my predictions. What do you think? How about you? To me... India, England, Australia for sure. There will be a tough fight between Pakistan, West Indies and South Africa for the fourth position. I think I will go with South Africa for the fourth probable. On top of that, I think the team to look out for will be Afghanistan. I think they will certainly shine and try to perform at this big event. Well folks, 
is going to be an amazing next two and a half months with the climax of the IPL as well as the World Cup on the horizon. I'm sure that all of you are eagerly waiting for that. And well, so are we. And that's all we have for this episode. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Until we meet next time, it's goodbye from both of us. Take care, everyone.